0: should never turn her back on God's chosen people.
1: And now, here's our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. If sin would not have entered the world, Genesis 3.15, then there would have been no need of the Messiah. That's absolutely right. So the so-called rabbis have long considered this to be the first gleam of a promise that God would send a Messiah. These uh, particular rabbis at least understood a lot about these Messianic prophecies. We're talking about the old-time rabbinical sages. They were very consistent in understanding the over 300 Messianic prophecies. At first, God does not tell us who this Messiah is, but he begins to paint us a vivid picture of who he will be so that we can know without a doubt who he is. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 30, verse 4, the Bible asks us a question. In the beginning of the verse, this is what it says. Who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fist? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? Huh. That's that's amazing, isn't it? So we, we need to know his name, and then it is clear from the book of Genesis that this is talking about God. The last part of the verse is very interesting, folks. It says, "And what is his son's name? If thou canst tell." <laughs> that's probably one of the most important questions in in the Bible. Just wait a minute here. Does God have a son? What else? Does he say about his son? Well, in Psalms chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Kiss the son, lest he be angry and he perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. That's my earnest, fervent prayer is that you, as a Jewish person, and if you're not Jewish listening at the sound of my voice, that you will put your trust in this son, who is the Messiah. Some years ago, we were doing a rally up in New Jersey. One of the, well, one of our brothers was surrounded by some of the yeshiva boys. And let me just mention, we we love the yeshiva boys. We love them all. We love the religious Jews. We love the non-religious Jews, the secular Jews. We love them all. The only reason we're spending money, and time to be on this broadcast is because we love them, and we want them to know their Messiah. They're my people, the Jews. And, uh, well, my brother was surrounded by the yeshiva boys, and they get pretty zealous, and uh, they like to really get strong in their debate tactics, and sometimes violent, thinking they're doing a good deed, a mitzvah. And, uh, they kept on questioning him about different things and trying to get him off track because they had asked him a question. If you're Jewish and don't receive Christ as the Messiah, will Jews go to hell? This is a common question. So he quoted this verse, and I'll let me read it once more. Psalms chapter 2, verse 12. That's the by the way, for some of you Hebrew boys over there. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry, and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. And so he asked them the question, and he's and that's common in the New Testament or New Covenant, that whenever Jesus Christ was asked a question, and they were doing it more, largely to try to get him off track or to find some way of falsely accusing him of something, and he would always, not always, but a lot of times, he would answer a question with a question, which, by the way, the Talmud says that the question is more important than the answer. And the fact of the matter, so my brother asked the question while he's being surrounded by hundreds of the yeshiva boys, he said, if you can tell me who the son is, if you can tell me who his name is, I'll answer that question. The fact of the matter, it says right here that we need to kiss the son. Now, the word kiss means to worship and that most all of the ancient rabbinical authorities agree, this is talking about the Messiah. And it says right there that if we don't kiss the son, we don't worship the son, he will be angry. And the people, whether they're Jewish or not Jewish, do not trust him, that they will perish. Are you listening to me, ladies and gentlemen? You got you got a Jewish person, your next door neighbor, and you've never told them about the truth. And you know the truth, and you never given them the gospel. You never told them about the Lord. How else are they ever going to not perish unless you tell them? And that's why we're on the airwaves. Kiss the sun, lest he be angry, and you perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they to put their trust in him." Ladies and gentlemen, this is very profound. They could not answer the question. They could not tell him who the son was. Well, he's the son of God. He's the God-man. He's the one that came to this earth 2,000 years ago in order to take our place as the Lamb of God. You say, I can't understand all that. Well, nobody says you have to understand all of it. And when I was a little boy, and uh, my mom told me to do some. There are a lot of times I didn't understand why she told me to do it, but I did it because she's my mom and my dad would tell me. And I'm just telling you that we don't always have to understand everything, but we have to believe the Bible. The Bible is true. Let God be true and every man a liar. It doesn't matter what other books say about the Bible. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. What matters, ladies and gentlemen, is what the Bible says. The Bible's our authority, our final authority. You know, the Bible talks about if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The answer to the question is nothing. We have a we don't have a leg to stand on if we don't have a foundation to what we believe. You know how we know that things are wrong? Do you know how we know that things are sinful? Do you know how we know who the Messiah is? is because we have a foundation. It's called the Holy Scriptures. It's called the Bible, the King James Bible. That's how we know. That's how you know whether what I'm saying is true. You compare everything what I'm saying and compare it to the Scriptures. You you test what I say. You test what everybody says on this radio station that you're listening to. You test them. See if it conforms to the Word of God. And if, if they try to twist it or or wrest or the scriptures to their own destruction, you stop listening to those rascals. There's a lot of people out there that are just have their own opinions about things. You need to stop listening to opinions and listen to the Word of God. There's false teachers out there. They'll debate the truth. They'll pervert the truth. And by the time they, they get done with you, you you'll, you'll be following some heretic. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have to stick to the Bible. Do you know that for the early formidable years of uh, yeshiva boy, they, they learn to memorize the Torah. And we're not talking about what the rabbis say about the Torah. We're talking about the Torah itself, the scriptures. But then when they get older, they're committed to memorizing what the rabbinical authorities say about, sometimes say about their each other's interpretation. That's what the Talmud is all about. And the Talmud doesn't agree with itself. There's a wide spectrum of opinions, and there's lots of uh, even mythology. There's there's all kinds of mysticism that they borrowed from Babylon when they when they went to Babylon, they got all corrupted. And a lot they start mixing uh, Babylonian religion with Ju- with Judaism with the scriptures. I mean, it just come out. There's a lot of crazy stuff. Just like Roman Catholicism, if you look at the origins of Roman Catholicism, you see a lot of pagan application there that's been mixed in, which is largely a result of the Emperor Constantine around the 300 AD period. You know, he wanted to Christianize the world, but you can't force people to become Born again. I've already said that you can't make a person born again. This is not a religion we're talking about. We're not talking about joining a religion, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about being born again. Jesus told one of the most religious fellows of the New Testament era, the Jewish fellow, no doubt uh, one of the elders of the Sanhedrin, there admired and respected among his peers. His name was Nicodemus, you know, and he did come by night, John chapter 3. And the Lord Jesus said, verily, verily, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, folks, unless you're born again, you don't get born again by getting baptized. Water doesn't make you born again. How can something physical make you into something spiritual? Right? It's impossible. So being born again is a supernatural, spiritual thing event that only God can do. And that is by humbling yourself before the mighty hand of God and repenting of your sins. Does that mean you have to do something? No, I'm not talking about penance now. Penance is man's way of trying to do something. Works, you know, or trying to justify himself by doing something to appease God. That's what religion is. Religion is man's way of trying to appease God. But the Scriptures tells us, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Man is not good enough to ever save himself. Man's not good enough to satisfy God's requirement. No, the only thing that ever satisfied God's requirement, the only 100% sinless, perfect, good person that ever could justify mankind and redeem mankind by, by a sinless, perfect, spotless blood is the Lord Jesus Christ. He paid the penalty. My soul, you can't work to be saved. You can't work to stay saved. It's by putting your trust in what Jesus did in your place. That's what it's all about. To repent means to turn. Turn from your false religion. If you're a Roman Catholic, Roman Catholicism teaches a works salvation. Judaism teaches a works salvation, Hinduism, Buddhism, and all, and Islam teaches a works salvation, but there's only one way to be saved and have eternal life. And that's not by any merit of yourselves, but it's by the merit of the one. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, the Jewish Messiah who died for the world.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast. Whether you're here in the United States, Israel, or some other part of the world, we would like to show our appreciation to those who are listening. We have an audio CD we would like to send you entitled, The Jew and the Little Black Book. This is a live recording of Dr. Freed giving his testimony how that at 17 years old, after coming back to New York City to mourn the death of his uncle, Rabbi Shepherd Bam, he found a complete Old and New Testament that had been given to his late uncle many years prior. Him finding this Bible ultimately led him to finding Jesus Christ as his Messiah. This audio CD will be very uplifting and enlightening regardless of your background. And all you have to do is give us a call or write to us, and we will send you this CD absolutely free of charge, just as our way of saying thank you for listening. Now, the phone number you can call to request your CD is 844-644-4426. Once again, that phone number is 844-644-4426. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 1700 Powder Springs, Georgia 30127. That's P.O. Box 1700 Powder Springs, Georgia 30127.